Hello, everybody. Welcome to Around the Rim. I'm Michael Diemer, along with Kevin Plowcher. Plowcher, say hello. Hello. This is the Women's Basketball Podcast. It's the first installment of 2021-2022 season. And, uh, yeah, the, Colonia- the Colonials, uh, their last result, I should say, have had a 2 nothing decision and a forfeit win against Wright State in a COVID-19 outbreak along the Raiders program. There's been... A whole lot to dive into in this episode of Around the Rim. Uh, Kevin, wh- why don't you start on how they've got done so far? Yeah, for sure. Well, the last episode of Around the Rim was February 20th of 2021, so That's it's right. certainly been a while since we've talked to the people about women's basketball. So, you know, the season started off a little rocky. They dropped their first two to St. Bonaventure and Akron. But uh, new interim head coach Scott Schneider, who's been taking over for Charlie Buscaglia? How do you Biscaglia. say that? Buscaglia, thank you, who has been out for a few weeks with a medical leave of absence. He's done a, a good job, in my opinion, leading this team back to. They're now 500 in the conference, the Horizon League, at 4-4. Four and four. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and uh, there's two games upcoming this weekend, IUPUI and UIC. It's like, Kevin, how do you th- feel about how they're going to do this weekend? So these two teams, IUPUI and UIC, are both riding two different waves right now. IUPUI currently fourth in the conference they're eight and five overall and five and three uic sits near the bottom of the conference uh two and nine overall and one and five in the horizon league but i think that rmu they can stay competitive with iupui and i think they'll be able to beat uic hopefully giving the fans something to cheer about this weekend that's right yeah rmu is eighth in the horizon league as of this current moment and uh it's like we have also like you said steve schneider is now scott schneider i should say is now the new interim coach, and he's done well, especially on the defensive end. With yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the defense has been great for this team. They've held their last three opponents to under 60 points, minus the right state forfeit win, obviously. Uh, this includes Youngstown State, who was averaging 68 points per game coming in, and they're 14-1 overall and 8-0 in the conference. And this also includes Cleveland State, who sits at number two in the conference. You know, this defensive effort has been fantastic lately. It's kept them in games, and it's allowed them to win. That's right. Uh, Esther Castillo is leading the team in points per game with 10.8 points per game. And then Sol Castro has a 9.1, I should say, on in points per game. Uh, scoring, I should say, is kind of, I don't know, one person with double digit in points per game, I feel like it's kind of low. If they score a little bit more, they they would obviously win. That's, that's how they win. But uh, Yeah, for sure. You know, th- this team's identity is definitely – you know, towards the defensive side. I mean, like you said, the offense with only one player averaging double digits. Uh, you know, Sol Castro or Esther Castillo is the leading scorer, excuse me. Uh, but, you know, Sol Castro, she's played solid. Um, I think a lot of people expected her to be the leading scorer mm-hmm. as she was the leading scorer and rebounder last season. Um, but she now sits second in both those categories, at least for now. You know, new year, new team, new soul, maybe. Yep. But Esther Castillo has really stepped up and has really kind of put this team on her back and you know that defensive identity like I said before has really allowed them to win stay competitive at least and win those close games even if they don't score much yep they do they do also average 15.7 turnovers per game Hmm. I believe so that's also that's also something they need to improve on 38 We're also going to dive into the free throw shooting. It's it's also been a little bit downhill, 60%. That's a little bit off the mark. Sol Castro has 
a 52% from the charity stripe, which I don't know about you, but I do not think that's under or of subpar. But uh, she was really good last year. I don't know what it is this year now. Yeah, for sure. You know, you hate to talk about the negatives, but they do certainly exist. You know, as I mentioned, Sol Castro led the team in both points and rebounds. You know, she was the on the preseason Horizon League second team. You know, a lot of people really expected her to perform a lot better than what she is this season. And as you mentioned, the 52.1% from the free throw line, that's just, you know, they're going to foul her in late game situations because they know that she may not be able to convert those free throws when it really matters. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm now going to dive into some of the positives uh, in the Youngstown State game. Despite the loss, uh, Ashley Klumpenstein had a game high, or a colonial high of 12 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, she's also been a standout performance as of late. Uh, how do you feel about how do you feel about her along with Castillo and uh, Castro? Yeah, for sure. You know, they sort of make up like a quote unquote big three for the team. Uh, Ashaya leading the team with, I think, five plus rebounds per game. Um, you know, she's also certainly stepped up in a big way. And that, you know, those rebounds, each one's important. It, yep. They're not, no rebound is more important than any other one. So That's right. it's just it's she's been a really key piece to this program. Yeah, that's right. It's it's also like, uh, yeah, people have to remember that Castillo and Castro are not the only two people on the team. As Klopp was saying, Nina Augustine and Mackenzie Amelia, you don't want to forget about them. Uh, Simone Morris also, she also had a pretty standard performance against, uh, who was it now? They played, they played against Purdue Fort Wayne. She had seven rebounds. And uh, yeah, obviously, like you said, rebounds, no one stands out from the, from another one. And uh yeah, for sure. You know, I hate to interrupt you there, Michael, but also she had 11 points against uh, Youngstown State, which, you know, just double-digit scoring, those rebounds like you mentioned. Uh, back to Ashaya, though, real quick. She had a double-double in that Youngstown State That's game. Right. That was huge. Yep. Uh, kept them in it for as long as it could. For, yeah, that was obviously the first one of her career. And, uh, yeah, this uh, this Colonial basketball team, it's like you don't really you don't really know. They, were, they also, like you said, slumped in the beginning of the year. But since the uh, – Scott Schneider has come into play. You never know; they could also they could be a dark horse coming into the uh, Horizon League tournament come March. Yeah, for sure. You know, they sit what is it eighth in the conference right yep. now. You know, they, I really do think they are turning the corner. Uh, they have that identity. It is the defensive identity, but definitely. at least they have an identity. Um, you know, they definitely could play giant killer come March, and they could even play giant killer in about a week when they take on Youngstown State again, right. the yep. Youngstown State revenge game. Um, that's at home too, so we can get the home crowd to support the team and see if we can upset and knock off that one. Something we definitely missed from last year during uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic. It's like speaking of the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, like I said before, the cancellation of the game against Wright State. Uh, it's starting to ramp up a little bit that Omicron uh, variant. You never really know in college basketball and not just in Township but across the country. Yeah, for sure. You know, any game that we get to play is is you know a blessing. I I would say um, mm -hmm. Wright State been having a lot of COVID issues lately. I've seen they've had to forfeit a lot of games. But uh, yeah, the Colonials' most recent game a two nothing barn burner. Sol Castro hitting a jumper at the buzzer. That's to right. get. Yeah. Obviously, I'm joking. But uh, moving on to the IUPUI game. You know, their next game it's on Friday, January fourteenth. Uh, a Big player I wanted to talk about is Macy Williams for yep. the Jaguars, who's averaging 18 points and nearly nine rebounds per game. She is a clear front runner for Horizon League 
player of the year. Yeah, definitely. She is she is absolutely amazing when it comes to Horizon League play. She won the she won the title last year. I don't see why she can't win it again. And uh, yeah, it's something that the Colonials need to uh, figure out uh, if they want to win that game against IUPUI. For sure. You know, I don't know if if you put if you double team her down in the paint or what you do to stop her, but hopefully they'll be able to find something. Uh, moving on to the UIC game though. I think the colonials will be a lot better suited for that game, especially UIC two and nine overall. They've definitely been struggling. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, RMU will be able to come out and really have that lockdown defense and just, I'd say comfortably win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely think so as well. I mean, like, I mean like, what is it? Three, three in the past four, including the Wright State game. I don't see why they can stop winning at this point. Uh, IUPUI is definitely something getting in their way. But that USC game, I definitely think that they can win come uh, Sunday afternoon. For sure. Uh, also, they they have those two games this weekend. And then they have two games against Youngstown State at, at home. It's a home-and-home home and at home on Thursday and then Saturday, January 22nd. Yeah, I find that interesting that RMU is playing Youngstown State three times this season. I don't know if that's normal or not, but uh, hopefully RMU will be able to – I don't know if they'll be able to beat the number one team in the conference back-to-back, but we will see. Uh, you know, the first one, January 20th, also at home. They, the Colonials get a nice three-game homestand before they have to travel to Youngstown to take on Youngstown State for the <laughs> third time in about – Two weeks. Right, yeah. Uh, also, when Youngstown State comes to town, it's also a homecoming for a familiar face in Megan Callahan. She played four years here. She, w- she was a very prominent figure co- on this Colonial team those past four years. And I feel like she she may get a warm welcome if uh, the Colonials might beat them uh, at home and maybe away as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, that uh – I'm sure the crowd will give her a nice round of applause. I'm sure it'll be a warm welcome, but I'm sure they'll also want to, you know, get a little revenge on a former teammate and get the last laugh. Right. Yeah, per definitely. Se. And, uh, and Kevin moving, moving along, speaking of that Youngstown state game on Saturday, uh, I will actually be there. I would actually be, yeah. uh, CSN will actually be on the road once again. And yeah, it should be fun. It will be me and now editor in chief, Nathan Breisinger. Uh, yeah, it should be it should be really fun. I uh, think I've never I think, been on the road before. Yeah, uh, first time for you on the road. That'll be awesome. Yep. Uh, have a have fun. It'll be a good experience, I'm sure. Uh, I'm I will be covering their next game, IUPUI, at home. So I will get to see firsthand Macy Williams and if the Colonials will be able to stop her or not. But I think that will be, you know, a good game and a good one to watch. Yep, two definitely interesting uh, games in the near future from now, and. Uh, yeah, like it, going along from uh, on now on the defensive side, we're, we're going to go to the two wins that they had on December 30th and January 1st. Uh, Cleveland State and Purdue Fort Wayne, they held them to under 60 points, their opponents to under 60 points in both of them. So, yeah, it's been a, a brick wall, I guess you should say, when it comes to the defensive end. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, the, starting with the Cleveland State game, uh, they really struggled from three. They shot two for 19 from three, a paltry 10.5%. Um, you know, the free throws really kept a minute. They went to the line 24 times and made 21 of them. Uh, Destiny Leo accounted for 12 of those free throws, finishing with 22 for the Vikings. But, you know, besides her, no one was really able to get much going. And they were just, like you said, hit, they hit a brick wall. You know, the, the shooting was poor. Uh, they were able to just, 
RMU was able to outlast Cleveland State and just get a nice win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, along with that, against that Youngstown State game, they also under had Cleveland. under 60 points in that loss as well. So it's right. it's also been a very uh, that defensive end, despite our win or loss, it's been very, very well. And uh, Kevin, you mentioned the Cleveland State game. Let's move on to the Purdue-Fort Wayne game. Yeah, so RMU was able to hold Purdue-Fort Wayne to under 50, and I know Purdue-Fort Wayne has been struggling lately. I think they're 3-10 and 10 overall, but, you know, it's still a good win when you hold anyone under 50. I know uh, Shayla Sellers and Riley Ott for the Mastodons each chipped in 14 points, but, you know, besides that, uh, they just – the lockdown defense on three-point shooting, again, I'll bring it up, 7 for 34 for Purdue-Fort Wayne from three. That's 20.6%. You know, the – those two games we talked about, Cleveland State and Purdue-Fort Wayne, that's an average of about 15% from three. I mean, that's fantastic. You know, that's exactly what you need. Definitely. That just lockdown defense, and that's what you need to win. That's definitely what you need to win, and that's that's definitely how you win any game, including the IUPUI and USC game this weekend. If if they continue on this on this uh, defensive stretch, who knows how this team can roll? That, that starting with uh, starting with that and this weekend. Yeah, for sure. You know, if that defense it can continue and they can stop Macy Williams, you know, at all. I think, I don't know if the rest of the team, you know, I think it kind of runs through Macy Williams. So if they can find a way to stop her, I think they really will have a chance. And if they can just get a couple more shots to fall and continue their lockdown defense, I think they'll be able to beat IUPUI. And, you know, like I mentioned uh, earlier, UIC has been struggling lately. I think RMU will definitely be able to get that win and take it into the week with, Another win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kevin, it's been an honor. It's been an honor to be with you. It's the first edition of this season. Yes, for and sure. This is now becoming a regular thing now. It'll be probably the two of us, mm-hmm. hopefully. And, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll see you very, very soon.